Yo, we on. What's good? What's good? It's your boy DJ Avo, and this is the Dynasty Bros Fantasy Football Podcast, episode 52. What's good? We live. Hey, yo, make sure y'all fucks with us on Friday. I don't know the date. I'm going to let Vic do that. I don't do that stuff. So uh, make sure y'all fuck with us on Friday. We're going to have the dopest draft party we've ever had on Zoom. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be the first one and the dopest one. Let's go! <laughs> Nigga don't get the date right. Nigga don't get the podcast <laughs> episode number right. What is he good for besides drop playing? <laughs> He about to be the DJ off the Wild and Now show, bro, in a minute. We about to be roasting that nigga. Hey, what's good, brodies and bays? This is the Dynasty Bros Fantasy Football Podcast, episode 39. We about to hit 40, baby. Look, this is where you come for all your fantasy football needs and then chop it up about the latest NFL news. I'm shitty that Avo's video is so clear in my not. I'm Dynasty Bro Dot, though. I'm here with my co-bro. What's good, yeah. Nick? Hey, Dynasty Bro Vic, man. What's up? Talk, explain your background for the good people, bro. They know what it is, man. Free the king, man. He ain't do that shit. So, <laughs> hey, that's what it is, bro. Hey, Brayley. <laughs> she said hello. His video just got even cuter, bro. Like, yeah. he had the better video. Now it got cute. I'm shit. Yeah. Hey, so look. Hey, unmute your shit, Avo, first of all. Unmute it. All right, look. How you doing today, Vic? How was your weekend, brody? It was cool, man. Uh, you know, got into the Jordan dock. That was pretty much the highlight. Also got into the uh, Teddy Riley and Babyface versus battle. Part uh, one or part two? Man, I was able to get into part one. I couldn't get in part two. <laughs> how was how was part one, bro? Did you bro, enjoy it? <laughs> part one was chaotic, bro. It was just like 500K people just in there, just hanging out, chilling. A lot going <laughs> on, man. Teddy had a little ensemble. He was ready to put on a concert. Babyface was there chilling. A lot of technical difficulties, man, but... uh. Yeah, man, it was a mess. Oh man, DJ Ava, how was your weekend, bro? What'd you get man, into? Man, it was it was dope. I did pretty much the same as everybody else in the world. I watched some of that live. It was lit. I enjoyed myself. Part two was dope. Part one was just okay. funny. Um, <laughs> Do you have uh, who you thought won part two? Since part one didn't really take off, didn't count. I I wasn't even looking for a winner. I'm gonna be real. Um, I just some, yeah, it was a, just a dope thing that everybody, like half a million people, got to participate in, and it's dope to have us in there. I can tell you, I saw a funny comment. What'd you I say? saw somebody actually. I saw Vinny on my mama. Oh my about. gosh! I, he okay. <laughs> he requested the swell song, <laughs> slow ice cold. That's hard. I, I was like, did Teddy beat that beat? And I ain't know it. <laughs> no, nigga, he didn't. Heads up. Hey, I did the same as y'all, man. Got to the Jordan doc. I was a day late on the second episode. I thought they just released one, but I did get to catch up right before Call of Duty. We was out there playing Team Deathmatch a lot. So I ain't really get to no Warzone, but we was marking these niggas on Team Deathmatch. You know how I go. We want all the smoke. You know, I said that for my nigga Dynasty Bro Vic. I ain't want that nigga to think that we don't want the smoke still. Bro, you got a birthday dub, man. So shout out to you. I wasn't a part of it, though, but it's all good. Damn, bro. But you usually, you part of all my dubs for the most part, though, bro. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Hey, but before we get into this Jordan doc a little bit, back to the verses, man. So I couldn't get in, you know, at least day two. I got into part one. So did you get into day two at all? Yeah. How did that go down? Sure. It was cool. It was a vibe, bro. Um, baby faces. I ain't know a nigga talk that much shit, man. 
He's from Shit talker, bro. You're from Nap, bro. What do you expect, bro? You're from Nap. Shit. So uh, that's crazy. Like, but they both got hits, man. Teddy, Teddy got some up tempo shit though. So in my eyes, when he plays some of that up tempo funk sound and shit, you know, it's just a different vibe. He can take you so many different ways with all the different music he got. That's the only reason why it's like he got some in his hit. Even if Babyface had the most hits, hits, different shit is what makes the difference to me. So, yeah, versatility. I feel like Teddy lost off top though, just because he tried to go <laughs> concert mode. So for you to have to pull out all the bells and whistles just to beat a nigga, that tell me you already lost. So to me, he was already defeated before he showed up. And then, you know, of course that Wi-Fi situation didn't help him out either. So well, you know, some, I'm gonna have to defend Teddy. Yeah, some of these <laughs> artists, though, are extravagant, bro, and they're yeah. overly creative. And yeah. here's the thing. We laughing, but if he would have pulled off what he was trying to do on part one, it would have looked like a dead. landslide, bro. Yeah, it would look <laughs> like a landslide, bro. He came and showed out, and that's that's what you're supposed to do. Like, when you're going against one of the top artists ever in music, you know, you got to pull out all the stops, bro. So I respect what he was trying to do, bro, especially somebody who's in entertainment, bro. You got to... Right now, you got the Tiger King as your background, bro. We pulling out all the stops on these fuck boys. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? I ain't never even seen that. All I know is he ain't do that shit. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Hey, he ain't do that I'm shit. Just mad. I'm just mad there wasn't a DJ there to fix the situation. It's a, he, That first situation could have been pulled off very easily, and they just blew it. All they needed was a mixer and a cord. Hey, check this it out. It would have been that easy. They blew it, man. They blew it. I'm going to tell y'all what I did do on day two since I couldn't get in the part two follow-up. I know y'all know who Adina Howard is, right? Yeah. Yep. Bro, she put up this video on her Instagram, you know, doing her song, t-shirt and panties and whatever. Yeah, bro. I checked that out. It's on her Instagram, man. Go check it out, man. Shout out to Adina. Right. Shout out to TT. Forget y'all. <laughs> she, st- she still got it. Hey, bro, she still going. got it. I ain't going. Jazz Let's might see. watch this episode. It might be this episode <laughs> that she watched, nigga. Bro, she that, decided to clue it in. They don't listen to the podcast. We get it. They don't, but my luck. <laughs> Tiger King. <laughs> hey, auntie. Oh, man. So. Uh, looking for this video. All right, so. Oh, man. Look at it later, bro. Ooh. Look my at bad, it later, my bro. Bad. My bad. Yeah, bro. My get bad. to it later. <laughs> so. That's the. This Jordan doc, man. Introduce us to it, Vic. Yeah, man. So uh, at least the Jordan doc came out this past Sunday, two parts. At least that was released on Sunday. And they, it's a 10-part series, but they're doing two episodes um, every week. So pretty much it's, uh, it's titled The Last Dance. Um, it's basically the last season or last run of the dynasty that the Chicago Bulls had back in. That was the 97-98 season. Um, so pretty much they just... I don't know who had the idea, but someone was like, hey, let's document this shit since this is the last go around. So that's that's the summary of what it is, man. Give me some initial reactions, man. What did you guys see? What are your thoughts? I guess without spoiling too much, because we don't want to spoil too much. Spoil? If you didn't see this and you're in quarantine, that's your fault. No, that's true. Um, I agree. <laughs> just figured I'll let you know. Um, my first reaction was, Jordan was really a dog. Like, damn. Like, he was really, like... Nah, nigga, I'm gonna play. Nah, nigga, I'm gonna go win. Y'all trying to trying to get the fuck your draft pick. I'm trying to win. I'm about to make the playoffs. When I got yeah. to see that, I was like, oh, he's a tad bit different. He's the different that they described. Like that's okay. 
Because my black ass would have been like, well, I mean, if it'll help the team get better. He's like, nah, we can go win now. I promise y'all we gonna win. So that's what we here to do. So I respect that. That was like my very first reaction. I was like, shit, this nigga. And I used to have all them Bulls outfits. Who's <laughs> shout? Dope. Dope. Uh, my initial reaction is, damn, it must suck sometimes to be treated fairly in the business, you feel me? Because it's just a business. Uh, people got to do what's right for them. And I guess I get sometimes players got to do what's right for them, too. That second episode hit me different, man. Like, I feel like the first episode was like a pretty standard introduction into a, a documentary about something like that. Like, I feel like that's what was supposed to happen in the first episode. Introduce the Bulls, talk about the players, go go kind of Michael Jordan heavy. But when they got to the Scottie Pippen shit, man, that make you look at, you know, everything different. Like, you know, some of the things Jordan might have said about the situation towards Scotty, like, damn, the way Scotty felt, you know, Jerry, you know, it's just, it's a business, man. And we got to remember it's a business. I say that shit at work every fucking day. I don't go in there acting like I'm best friends with management because at the end of the day, when it's time for, for them to be their business, that's what they got to look out for. So, man, it's, that's crazy, bro, to just see it's been like that, you know, when I was a kid, you know, it's still the same rules, nigga. It's just a business. So, I, that episode hit a little different. So, I, I like it. It done drew me in, bro. I'm all the way in. All right. A couple of things uh, stuck out for me. Of course, you touched on Pippen. Pippen went to Central Arkansas. I know that's George Odom's alma mater. So, shout out to George. Shout out to Pippen. Um, another thing that stuck out to me was when Pippen did go down, uh, pretty much Jordan kind of turned it up on his teammates. He was expecting more. So I know Jordan has that stigma of being an asshole, but the documentary kind of shed a light for me on, hey, really, he just wanted to win and saw guys not pulling their weight in terms of taking their foot off the gas. And they were probably prepared to tank, but Jordan's like, hell no, nah, we ain't, we ain't, you know, ain't going to do that. So let's win. And he basically got the best out of his teammates. So I kind of look at his asshole stigma a little bit differently now. I kind of get it because he's a guy who operated with a sense of urgency. And if you're operating with a sense of urgency, you may come off as an asshole to some people. Right, right. So I can kind of see that. Everybody doesn't expect greatness of themselves. And in a team sport, when you got somebody that holds themselves to a standard, they're probably always going to be looked at as an asshole. Same way as, you know, everybody says it's not fun to play with Belichick. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to keep winning championships. It's like, it's just sacrificing. And what do you actually want to do here? You want to have fun or you want to win? So there's there's a line between, you know, these greats being called assholes where, like, I feel like I get the great side. You know, I don't think they're being assholes. I think they just push perfection and they know what it takes to be perfect. So that's what they're trying to be, man. So that's just dope to watch right now. Yeah, and a couple more things that I want to touch on before we get off the dock. Um, I know Jordan played against Bird in, the, I think it was the 86 series. Um, I had a different outlook on that. Of course, I didn't realize the story behind that, meaning they just barely got into the playoffs. So just having that context around it, shit, I was born in 89. So, of course, you know, we've seen the clips all the time with Jordan going up against Bird, but not knowing the context of Jordan was carrying that team literally at that point against literally one of the best teams in the East at that time. So that was dope, having that context. And then also when he had the foot injury, and then that whole, you know, 90-10% rule or whatever, like, hey, what are the chances of you re-injuring this? 90% chance for it not to happen. And then just saying, you know, the 10% of it that it could happen. 
it yeah. just makes you, it makes you think deep like man some people might take that at the surface of it, like hey 90 90 chance it's healed i'm good but what is the cost of that 10 percent? that 10 percent could cost you your whole career so you got to really just read between the lines and think deep so it just made me you know reconsider some things and how to look at some shit that's hard though yeah. I can't wait till this Sunday, my ninja. Yep, we're gonna get back on it and uh maybe we'll dedicate a whole episode to the doc, man. It's we got to, bro. It's yeah. that important. We got to. Cool, man. I'm with it, man. All right, bro. I think we're ready for the news, man. Let's do it. Let you hype it up, Doc. Usually you uh segment we you know, segue me into the news. I was, man. I was I was looking at Avo come back to the video and then you said, We're about to get into the news. So really that was the segue. So now I'm kinda stuck. So so look, hey, follow me at Dynasty Bro Dot on the gram. Follow Dynasty Bro and on Twitter. Follow Dynasty Bros FF on the gram. That's the main page. Hey DJ Ava, where can we find you, bro? You can find me. I'm using my shit. Um, you can find me at DJ AVO L X V E. That's at DJ AVO L X V E on Instagram and at Dynasty Bro Avo on Twitter. Let's go. All right, Dynasty Bro Vic, where can we follow you at, man? Follow me at Dynasty Pro Vic. And as y'all see, we still rocking these different hats. I'm going to keep carrying these hats around, let y'all know I'm not wearing the same hat every week. I know the video, Tiger King fucking it up, but basically I got my hats right here. Then I'm doing All I see is a tiger and you look yeah. like you spinning you know I mean? in a chair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically, I, I just want to show that I'm rocking a different hat. Hey, I'm going to be honest, bro. I'm going to lose this hat battle, hat by war, the way. Nigga. I'm going to lose it, by the way, because <laughs> Dot's giving me so many hats. So I'm, I'm the pivot <laughs> out of this uh, competition, but it's all good. Come on, hey, you just call like me that, an man. asshole. I feel like Jordan you're calling me an asshole. I feel like yeah. you're calling me an asshole, bro. Hey. Hey, hey. Where can we follow you at all the way, bro? Again. I thought I said that. My bad. At Dynasty Bro Vic. Instagram, Twitter. Um, our Facebook is Dynasty Bros FF Podcast. So, yeah, that's where we drop a lot of info. That's where you can find stuff like the draft party that's coming up this Friday. So, yeah, man, plug in. Um, followers been going up. Appreciate all the love we've been getting. And I want to shout somebody out, man. Shout out to FF Boz. That's my guy. Um, he's always supporting us, you know, on Twitter. Um, he's a uh, debut writer for Dynasty Nerds. So shout out to the Dynasty Nerds. We fuck with FF Boz. We fuck with the whole team over there um, with the Dynasty Nerds. So make sure y'all give him a follow on Twitter. His handle is at Dynasty underscore God. But you can just search FF Boz. He's under my followers. I'm following him. So show him some love, man. Give him a follow back. All right. Can I do a shout out? Go ahead, bro. Shout out my guy, White Sam, man. I don't really remember what his Twitter is and shit. I have to look that up before the end of the episode. But, hey, we in the auction draft right now, and he know that I just took O.J. Howard, who basically probably just lost his spot as my second tight end. So shout out to him for being like, hey, bro, you might want to get in on some of these tight ends. I got Mike second for a $2 bid, and I don't want him. And I'm like, bet, put $3 down on him and got him. So shout out to my guy, White Sam. Saving me from being O.J. Howard. There you go. And his handle is Fireman Sam4031. So he follow us. We follow him back. Shout out to Sam. That's our guy. At White Trophies. <laughs> At White Trophies. <laughs> At White Trophies. Nah, all right. So uh look, what we about to do is we about to get into this. What's the word? Hopefully, uh, I got a flag on the play this week, actually. I got so uh, we'll see if they got one. Pretty sure we ain't got no injuries. The only injuries is you broke niggas. You know what I'm saying? Out here in plunder, ain't getting no dubs. And then y'all broke niggas on Call of Duty. And then, you know, we got the, we, <laughs> we got, we got the hood TMZ from Dynasty Bro Vic. See, I flipped it up and then switched up and got us right back here, Vic. So you ready? I'm good now, man. That's what I needed, bro. Appreciate that. So uh, let's jump right into it, to the news, right. man. So the big news of the day, man, Rob, Rob Gronkowski, I'm just going to his name. 
he's back from retirement, bro. Didn't he just like win a championship belt WWE or some shit? Yep, he don't get no fucks, bro. Yeah, bro. But <laughs> he saw his guy made his way down to Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, so he wants to join him. So he basically asked the Patriots to trade him, which they did. So um, I think they gave up a uh, was it a seventh round it, pick? It was it was Gronk in a seventh round pick to yeah. get a fourth round pick from the Bucks. Yeah. So how do you feel about that, man? How do you feel about Gronk going down to Tampa Bay? Um, I feel like it's smart, man. Give uh, Tom Brady a guy he's comfortable with. He's already got some guys that he's building a rapport with that are stars and Evans and Godwin. Um, I really just seem to think, you know, Gronk, the fun, still on the young side guy that he is, was just probably tired of being in New England, to be honest. Hey, <laughs> TB got the fuck up out of there and got in Tampa. He was like, shit, I could live in Tampa. So I just, I think it was a thing, bro. It kind of just made sense. And I think Tom Brady knew what the fuck he was doing going to a place like Tampa. Probably recruit his crime. So I think that shit just happened. I think it's cool, bro. Get break on his way out. Get him what the fuck he want, bro. To be G. Damn right. All right. Damn right. Crazy enough, I got an opinion on it. I think it's super dope just because I feel like he was like, man, fuck New England. Kept getting hurt, went out, got healed. Saw his homies switch spots, and he's like, "Bruh, can I pull up?" He's like, "Yeah, I think that's hard." I saw okay. some message that he's joining the TB12 program or something like that. So I'm like, "All right, this might be kind of lit." I don't know if he needs to. I think he lost a bunch of weight since so he retired. He so needs to pick that back that up, right, for back football? Up. Yeah. All right. Well, I think this can go two ways, man. First way being, you know, of course we saw Tom Brady love the tight ends, Pauls in New England, so. He could, he could feed, you know, Rob through that offense. But, like, traditionally, at least historically, at least recently, Tampa Bay's played through the receivers. So, if you're bringing in Gronk, who is that going to take away from? Is it going to take away from Godwin or is it going to take away from Evans? If you ask me, I think it takes away from Evans um, just because, you know, he's he's more of the downfield stretcher. And not to say he don't get his targets, but if you're adding Godwin and Gronk, you don't have to pepper – uh, Mike Evans with all these targets. So I think it's going to take away from Mike Evans, um, in my opinion, but we'll see. But I still think they're going to play through the receivers only because O.J. Howard, I mean, he ended up as tight end number 29 last year. But again, this is Tom Brady coming in. He loves Gronk. Maybe that'll change. But I'm not as excited as everyone is right now. To me, it's just going to be another O.J. Howard, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, I think that Bruce Arians offense is whatever the fuck Tom Brady want to do at this point. Bruce Arians never used Tom Brady. And if Tom Brady don't want to do that Bruce Arians offense, Tom Brady don't do that Bruce Arians offense. I think they're going to have to start using the running back out the backfield to throw the ball at Tom Brady's age, which Bruce Arians never didn't really execute as super heavy. And I think they're going to have to start doing that. That's that's a Tom Brady thing that's been his whole career. And God went in and... Uh, Gronkowski are going to be working the intermediate part of the field, which makes yeah. me nervous. Because Godwin is the he's actually super peppered because he's playing that slot heavy. So being that move tight end that's a good receiving tight end, I think that actually helps Evans on the outside. So we'll see, man. It's all confusing at this point. We'll just see how the fuck everybody gonna be used. Cause I feel like Brady gets to call some of them shots and they're gonna have to alter some shit to to work towards Brady. He's older. Two years left, you went and paid him all this money. You got to work with him to be able to work at his strength. So I'm excited to see what happens. All right. My guy stole my time. He said peppered. I mean, usually I like my beef jerky peppered. So peppered these wide receivers too, man. <laughs> all 
All right, man, let's keep it pushing. And shout out to uh, my sports update. So their uh, NFL update, that's the name on Twitter. That's why I first we saw the news about Grant. Um, but uh, Lamar Jackson made the cover of Man 21, man. So, of course, we all know there's been a history Uh-oh. of if you make the cover, there's a curse. I mean, Pat Mahomes Uh-oh. was on the cover last year. He did get hurt last year. But Lamar Jackson was asked, hey, are you concerned about the history of the Madden curse? He's like, nah, the last guy just won a Super Bowl. So if you look at it like that, sign me up. So, hey, that was a hell of a rebuttal, man. So look out for that, man. Um, Also, while we're on that topic, Lamar actually uh, trademarked trust. So I don't know if you guys know, but they always saying big trust and him and Mark Ingram, all those guys. So apparently somebody had already copyrighted T-R-U-S-S. So Lamar had to copyright T-R-U-Z-Z. Um, so I think we're gonna see that going up this year, you know, with the big trust and with the Z's. So just look out for that. And then also, uh, of course, the draft is this week, and uh, Jerry Judy and Lamar grew up in the same town. I can't even say this shit, but Pompano Beach, Pompano Beach. I don't know. Sound like Papados? That shit sound fire right now. <laughs> How you say it, bro? Like, I don't know. Don't drag me into your downfall, nigga. Hey, let's, let's, call it, let's call it. Let's call it. Let's call it Papados Beach, man. But they from the same. <laughs> I'm on my own. Fuck yeah. it. I'm gonna get these uh, Gator balls in. Hey, but uh, pretty much, um, Jerry Judy invited Lamar to his draft party. Lamar said he might show up, but clearly, I think he is because clearly they're not social distancing right now in Florida since they just opened up the beaches and shit. So goofy style. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, I, can see, I can see how clear Avo's beard looks, and I don't like it. <laughs> my shit glossed up, bro. Sorry. My nigga, you with it? All right. Yeah. I, mean, I ain't mean to cut in on the news, man. That's it, bro. That's, that's all the news, man. We can get into the flags, man. And, of course, you know, before we do get into the flags, again, the NFL draft is this week, so everyone's excited. Um, it's going to be a virtual draft. Um, so, yeah, excited to see where these guys go. I know everyone's prepping for their rookie draft, so. That's true. That's yeah. I'm excited about it, bro. Two days away. Two days away. Three days away from our damn party. Two days away from the hey. regular draft. Turn it Yeah, bro. All right. So what you about to say, Big Mom? Yeah, I was going to tell him. Did we, uh, let's hone in on the draft party since we got that coming up. So Thursday, we're going to be hanging out, you know, with some guys in the industry. So we're going to, you know, they're going to be hosting a bridge. We're going to join that, kick it with them on Thursday. Um, and then Friday, we're going to host our own draft party. Um, so we have 100 seats. Um, so we posted it to our social medias already, but be sure to look out for that. Um, I'll post it again on Twitter. It's out there. We got an event created on Facebook, Dynasty Bros. FF Podcast. But basically, at 6.30 Eastern, which is New York time, Indiana time, we're going to start with Q&A for 30 minutes. So pop in your questions. If you want to ask us live on video, that's cool. If you want to chime it in through the chat, that's cool. We'll take your questions. And then we're just going to watch the draft at 7 o'clock. Um, just take live reactions as it relates to, you know, to the skill guys. But, of course, we could talk on, you know, the linemen and the uh, pass rushers that go through, too. So, we're just here to no. we just here to react live and hang out, man. So, it's BYOB. Bring your own beverage. Bring your own cup. Turn up. We're going to drink. Hopefully, uh, y'all cook something good over there. I'm sure we have some good food over here. And if you need some food, who can they call if they in Indianapolis? Jets. Pizza. Boy. Hey, uh, you get 20% your Dynasty Bros FF promo code if you call in. We we on five, five, five different locations you can call. Check the social media. We got those locations on that motherfucker. You feel me? Get your Jets pizza. I prefer the barbecue chicken pizza. 
but you gotta pick off the bacon because I ain't eating no red meat and I ain't eating no pork right now. But as soon as I can, I'm gonna give me a bacon pizza. Cause I've been craving bacon. I ain't gonna lie, man. I'm fucking, <laughs> I want I want some motherfucking pork, bro. I ain't gonna flex, but I ain't gonna break. I ain't gonna break. So my bad. That's All good, man. Anyway. Hey, shout, shout out to Jets. And uh yeah, come hang out with us on Friday, man. Um, even if you don't care about the draft, at least just come hang out with us, get some good laughs, and it'll be a good time. Since we pushing the stay home campaign right now, anyway. So you ain't doing nothing else. Yeah, who who wouldn't want to come hang with the dynasty bros? Saying Tiger King might be there, or at least one of the tigers. We'll see. I ain't fucking well, tiger. I ain't, I ain't coming, bro. You know, you, you can disinvite me. <laughs> disinvite. Disinvite. All right, man. <laughs> hey, before we get into the swag on the play, did we even talk about what we're gonna cover today for the main? I might have. Damn. Oh, I don't think we did. That was on my. I was doing a, a overly hype introduction and just forgot the main topic. All right, so look, what we gonna get into? It's just pre-draft talk, man. Um, so we can try to talk a little bit of landing spot, but really just like where we think that these guys should go, especially in your rookie drafts, man. They will talk about some perfect landing spots for teams for our favorite players. And then just where these guys should go. At least the first, the, maybe the first round, we'll probably talk a good 12 guys that we think should go in these rookie drafts. I know people are approaching the rookie drafts right now. And we'll, we'll everything is dynasty that we speak. But we will bounce back and forth from Superflex and just the standard because I think that's important. There are different ways to draft when it comes to both of them. So we'll try to speak on both of them and we'll try to just name some landing spots for some of our favorite guys. Not all of them, but, you know, I are deal spots for them. So fire, bro. Fire. All right, man. Let's get to these flags. Avo, do you got a flag on the play this week? Some fucked up shit happened? Kind of. Jerry Krause is just a jackass. RIP to him, but yeah, he fucked oh, the he whole Bulls dynasty up. They could have. Jerry Krause passed a long time ago. I didn't know that. Well, no, That's I think he passed away four months before they started the Jordan doc. Okay. So he he gets my flag, though, for, for breaking up the Bulls. After you tell Phil Jackson you're going to go 82 and 0, and that don't matter, you're still out the door. <clears throat> That's a problem. That's crazy. And Phil Jackson was a lower paid coach than all the other coaches after winning five championships. The last deal was for six mil. Other than that, he was a, he was a lower paid coach. So it's like, yo, he gets my flag. When I find out, I said flag. He blew that. I uh, hey, Dot, freaking getting your flag since he talked about Jerry. I'm not sure I can see this. Probably not. No, yeah. nigga, we see. Oh, the there we go. There we go. Maybe a little bit. All but... I see is Tiger. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Give it up, bro. Give it up, bro. <sighs> but anyways, hey, check this out on Twitter. Famous Los, he pretty much uh, did a side-by-side, you know, with the movie Space Jam. Um, basically, the little evil GM or manager or coach, uh, he might have been a replica of Jerry. That's what he was, uh, you know, implying. At least I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I might, yeah, so check that out, man. I might turn out the background real quick just so I can show y'all. Damn, I ain't even think about that, bro. Yeah, I'm gonna turn out the background real quick, though, so y'all can see this shit, man. So now y'all should be able to see it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so check out Famous Los. Um, shout out to that's where I caught that, man. That's wild. All right, man, back to this Tiger King. All right, Dad, what you got uh, for us uh, on the flags? My flag goes to, all right, we got a lot of shit coming up. I know you spoke on some of it. We're linking up with Black and White Sports tomorrow too, right? Yeah, we are. Uh, with all the shit coming up, man, flag myself, 
and this damn HP laptop I got, I will be upgrading laptops, man, and I will have a better screen now going forward past today. So flag myself, quarantine hit. I ain't know we was gonna be doing webcam shit so much so long. So AP will be upgrading. AP will be having his beard shining and glowing starting here after today. So uh, yeah, flag this goddamn laptop and, and my damn self for this stupid ass visual that I got going on, man. So. I'm gonna flag my goddamn self because you know I should have been upgraded. You feel me? Get it right. out of the way. My flag go to some current Jacksonville Jaguars, man. First one go to Leonard Fournette. Um, he pretty much was on the record saying it's no disrespect to Gardner Minshew. I'm just trying to get in the best position as a team as we can to win. Basically, that was him proposition to get Cam Newton in there. Um, he's openly campaigning for guys to come in. I know that organization has been in turmoil and guys have been wanting to get out. I mean, we've seen a lot of guys leave Jacksonville. Um, that's one way to get out of there, man. And then, so I don't know. I just don't think that was cool just to openly campaign and say, hey, I want Cam to come here. But guys can do what they want, can say what they want. I just frown upon it. So I'm going to throw a flag. And then also, I can't even say this guy's name, but Yannick Nagalku. I don't know. He played, plays defense, but. Say it again, bro. Well, I, I ain't going to turn off the background, but I can't say his name. Yannick. <laughs> he, he plays defense for the Jags. Nagaku. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> I, should be able to, I should be able to say it. It sounds Nigerian. Did you say Giannis? Yannick. Yannick. Giannis Antetokounmpo? Close enough. But pretty much he got into a, he got into a Twitter battle with uh, the owner's son of the Jags saying, hey, stop hiding, Mo, and let me on my contract. They went back and forth, man. So um, I just think as a, as a young professional, as a businessman, um, if you got issues, don't, don't let it spill onto the streets like that, man. Um, you know, work through your lawyer, work through your agent, um, you know, work through the proper channels. Um, I get he's frustrated, but uh, you just, you, sometimes you just got to take a deep breath and think. So, Twitter busting. Social Did you see that whole exchange, though? Yeah, it, it went on for a minute, man. So That exchange had me dying laughing. I just want to let you know that. Yeah, so check that out, man. Just, just look for that. Google that, man. All right, man, that's all the news, man. All right, so look, let's get into these players, man. Pre-draft is coming up, man. And I know everybody's so excited about it because I know we are. Um, let's let's just throw it out there, man. We can really take this in where we want to. I don't, I don't really want to pin it as it's scripted. So let's just take it where you want to, man. So I'm just going to jump off and just ask you a random question. Who's your favorite running back in this class, bro? All right. You cool if I pause it right here for the break? I could chop yeah. it. Yeah. All right. And that's what happened when you don't pay the bills for 39 episodes. <laughs> Shit is cut out, nigga. <laughs> hey, we the Dynasty Bros Fantasy Football Podcast. We want you to dominate your league, Dynasty Bros style. But if I done learned anything today, we can show you how to dominate the not to pay your bill Dynasty Bro style too. Cause we 39 episodes in and this is our first cutoff, baby. But hey, you know, Bill Bill get paid when it gotta be. How you they over there laughing like the shit funny and big serious. So we somewhere all in between. Oh uh, my bad. I mean, you don't pay bills, you're supposed to light up, right? Like, well fuck it then, like shit. <laughs> I was in deep thought, bro. My bad. <laughs> hey, nah, we back though. Dynasty Bros Fantasy Football Podcast. Um, look subscribe ask questions ask questions send emails 
No, you can't. Yeah, you can send emails yeah. and you can send voicemails, whatever you got to do. Is is this how you do it, Vic? Because this is usually your part. And I feel like what I'm saying sounds weird. I said you can send emails and voicemails, and I was about to send, say, like, send it to our email. But is All that right. a thing? So you can send Sounds voicemails good. to the Anchor site. You can leave voicemails, live mailbags, what have you, or you know, messages. We can add that in as mailbags, take your questions. But if you got emails, topics, scout reports, hit us up at questions at dynastybrosff.com. Um, like my bro said, be sure to subscribe and follow us wherever you're listening to this at right now. Subscribe right now, share, follow. And uh, I know we got a lot, of, a lot of new listeners. So um, as far as, you know, what do we have to offer? First off, you come here to hang out, talk shit with the bros. Um, show you how to dominate your league, Dynasty Bro style. True. And on top of that, I mean, because at the end of the day, you know, we got all these stats and all these numbers, but, you know, it's all about making a push. If you want to win a championship, cool. If you just want to make the playoffs, cool. It don't matter. Whatever your goal is, we show you how to dominate your league. So we help you with identifying who to start, who to play, who to bench, when to do True. it. And most importantly, live with the outcome, man. So pressure is all live man. With Still with the outcome. And we want hey. you to be your own guru at the end of the day. Be your own expert. So and if you want to tank, we'll show you how to do it without pissing the whole league off. We'll make it look good. That too, man. So that's really the goal, man. Our goal is not for you to come here and, you know, hold on to everything we say. We want you to take some of the best of DJ Avo, take some of the best of Dot, take some of the best of me and to create your own, create your own beast. So that's what it's about, man. Just more me. More me. Yeah. More probably, less Avo, like, probably less Avo. We I'm not gonna do, help you win too much. Don't but I'm do the equal on. share of Avo. Don't don't <laughs> do this three ways. Add a little bit more to Dot and Vic. I might have some questions. That's about it. I can help you with that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's nah, it, man. <laughs> look, what I want to do is get into this this pre-draft stuff, man. Like I said, um, we don't got to script it out. We'll just I'll ask a couple questions and then we'll just let everything go from there. Is that cool? Sounds good, bro. All right, so look, watch this. DJ Ava, who your best wide receiver in the draft? Give me two seconds. <laughs> ah, nah, I'm just playing. You think about that. The real, the I was real getting ready. Question. I was looking them up. Like, Hold up. I was going to come up. The real first question is supposed to go to Dynasty, bro, Vic. And the real first question is, bro, who's your favorite running back in this class, man? Tell me why. All right, man. First, I'm going to set the stage, man. So we are only going to cover, you know, the first round. Um, so we in a 12-team league. Um, super flex PPR um, so that's the you know the, the preface of you know where we're coming from as far as when we talk through this um, so if you ask me I'm gonna break it down by categories I think there's three quarterbacks that can go in the first round I think there's four running backs that can go in the first round so that's seven that leaves us with five players if my math right I think there's five wide receivers that can go in the first round but of course it's fantasy football it's a volatile sport it's up and down anything can happen so but that's what I'm projecting. So you asked me who's my favorite running back. I think the first one off the board is going to be Mr. Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin. I ain't mad at that, bro. Jonathan Taylor looked good when we was at the uh, combine, bro. Yeah, he did. Uh, he looked strong in his runs and his cuts. Boy looked big. Boy looked fast. So, you know, with all this, the numbers you put behind in his years at Wisconsin, man, it's like the perfect package, bro. Feel me? Yeah, and I know a lot of people are concerned with his workload. He had back-to-back, you know, over 2,000 yards all-purpose. All and, you know, is the workload a concern? I mean, if you ask me, you got two types of running backs. You got a workhorse, then you got the, the work ox. Um, if you don't know what the ox is, 
You know, that's the motherfucker you want to take cross country when you're on the Oregon Trail. You don't want to go cross country with a horse. You want to go cross country with an ox because that motherfucker ain't going to break down. So there's only one other ox in the league right now. His name is Derrick Henry. And he's going back to high school. He has 60 carries in the game and 50 carries in the game back to back. Zeke. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, touch on that, but if you ask me, Jonathan Taylor's the next work ox that's coming into the league, man. Just a guy that just, you know, just that's just gonna Saquon. Just gonna be there longevity wise. So Saquon. Clearly, I'm missing some running backs. Clearly, I've been drinking this Blue Moon. CMC. <laughs> CMC's another. My bad, man. Go ahead, bro. Just get your mouth. Just I had some coughs, bro. Coronavirus. <laughs> bro, that's COVID, bro. We ain't got no tests, bro. My bad. Nah, uh, nah. I get you though, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. I think I was, I was so big on just DeAndre Swift because, you know, I think he, he always just looked more explosive if you watch him in college. Yeah. And he actually made just more exciting, like from a visual person, more exciting plays than Taylor. I mean, after the combine. And, just trying to put their numbers together and both playing at big schools and both doing it for multiple years. But really, it's a toss-up. So at this point, I think I'm on board with you, even though I think Swift catches better. Probably a better route runner. But Taylor, the numbers he put up at the combine for a big old dude like that, man, that just... I, I think I'll just give Taylor the edge, man. So, but I, I think both of them are going to be solid, bro. <coughs> So I'll be excited either way if I was an NFL team, if I got Swift or Taylor on my team. Like they'll both be able to use ASAP. All right, so check this out. Um, definitely want to you know, help the listeners out because we know they're going to be starting a rookie draft right away. I know we got a couple leagues that are starting right away. We're getting right to it. So yes, let me ask you this question, man. If you had the one-on-one in a super flex league where you could play two quarterbacks, are you taking a quarterback at the one-on-one? I mean, talk me through what you would do with the one-on-one in a perfect scenario. Perfect scenario. If you're asking, if my team was balanced, so I just want to say that so nobody has to answer and be like, well, it depends on how my roster's made up. If you had everything you wanted perfectly on your team and you just wanted to take what makes the most sense, I think in a super flex league with the bonus that you can get at playing multiple quarterbacks, quarterbacks are always the most important position. Regardless, I think you can get a superstar quarterback. He is going to be the most important position in that league. So, you know, I know a lot of people like Burrow. And, you know, you, people heard me spoke because we talked about prospects before. We talked about Justin Jefferson. You know, what makes me nervous about him. Same thing makes me nervous about Burrow. You know, the one year looking like a superstar at age 23. You know, Lamar's 21 winning MVPs in the NFL right now. So, you know, this super magical best offense year. And I feel like they he was a grown man beating up on kids to a certain extent. I don't know if that's proven. He didn't transfer schools, couldn't beat out other quarterbacks. And it's just like, I don't know if he's a surefire number one pick, even if he goes number one in the real NFL draft. I'm not going to tell you he's my number one in a super flex. So, Tua has been doing it. Last year looked like the best quarterback in college, give or take Trevor in that championship game. But Tua's been doing it. He makes his receivers look good. Looks good. He, uh, he, he makes plays that really only a talented, smart-ass quarterback like him can make. And the 
Tucker said he's come back 100% healthy. Tua will probably be my one-on-one just because in Superflex, the importance of that premium is the more important thing to have. So I'll probably go Tua, bro. All right, man. I'm still on the... Well, first I had to mute DJ Avo because he acted like he was marketing a damn Sprite commercial with all the sound effects, cracking the can and sipping in the eyes and soda fizzing. Bro, I'm about to unmute you. You good, bro? What you drinking over there, man? My bad, my bad. This some ginger ale, man, you know? I'm looking at these quarterbacks. I was trying, I was about to ask, which one's the black quarterback? <laughs> which one? We got a couple. Yeah, we got a couple, bro. Um, well, I was looking at just the top prospects list. Which one do y'all use? Because this one ain't got no black guys on it. Really? <laughs> Let me see. Quarterback-wise, I got Joe Burrow, um, Tua, What is Tua Herbert. Mean? Oh, I don't, I assumed he was Hawaiian. Just <laughs> looking at his last name. Yeah. I got Herbert, Love, Eason, Hurts, from Morgan. Yeah. I'm look, I was looking at some of these pictures. I was like, yo, there ain't no black guy. Yeah. Like, Jordan Love. I don't even know. Jordan Love. Yeah, bro. I think three quarterbacks are going to go, or at least have a chance to go in the first round. Um, if you okay. got a guy that's really thirsty, meaning like, man, with that 112, I really need a quarterback. I see somebody taking Love or Jalen Hurts. It just depends on who you like, what your preference is. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see. But if I had the one-on-one, I'm spending it on Jonathan Taylor. Um, just give me that work ox. Uh, I just want a running back, you know what I'm saying? Of course, we all know running backs accrue the most value. So um, quarterbacks have a higher chance of busting. I mean, a lot of a lot of these guys can bust, believe it or not. Um, I know we don't want to think that, but we do got to consider that too. I mean, look at the Cleveland Browns. They've rotated so many number one or top draft picks through the QB position. Um, I know we're talking about the Bengals here, but um, I can see people <laughs> passing up and just getting that sure value and a plug-and-play running back from day one. So um, I'm spending on Jonathan Taylor. Um, anywhere between, you know, the one-on-one, two, three, or four, I can see Tua, Burrow, Taylor, or Swift go. It just depends on your preference. Um, Dot, we in a lot of leagues, man, and we've seen, you know, of course we drafted in, you know, in the offseason, started with these leagues. A lot of guys, you could tell they position themselves to take Burrow and Tua with the one-on-one, one-on-two. So, yeah. We, you know what, man? It's cool that you asked me my strategy first because we kind of talked about this in general. You asked me my strategy about running backs and receivers a few days, but we talked about that in depth for a little bit. Yeah. But let me say this, though. In a super flex league, this year's special. And just me diving into the talent like I really want to, I don't think I would be mad at anybody if they took Boro to Swift, Taylor, Judy, Lamb with the 101, bro. I feel like we're in a position where I feel like Burrow is my most skeptical just because I told you you that. But if if Burrow, if you like Burrow, you like Burrow, that's fine. But I think any of those guys I named besides Burrow are superstars already. Um, And I feel like if you want Swift at the 101 because you like him over Taylor, I feel like they're both superstars. Um, Lamb and Judy, I think, are both going to come out. Be studs, man. I know it's hard to put up super-duper numbers at receiver your rookie year, but I think they're going to come in and already plant their flag as, you know, NFL stars. So I I, I wouldn't judge you if you went any route with the one-on-one this year, man. I think this is special. So 
that's that's my opinion. So, but um, with these picks, you're not necessarily looking for early production, right? You still draft with this one off of potential, right? Um, <clears throat> no. Oh, and when you get to the one on one, man. If you don't think your guy can come in and already start working, then that means you don't need to draft at the one-on-one. You need to oh, okay. back and get you a later pick. The one usually if you have the one-on-one, you're banking on. There's always going to be at least one or two guys that are already fantasy relevant, no matter what, at both positions. There's there's always going to be a receiver that's fantasy relevant. Usually ends up being multiple. And over the past few years, you usually get a couple of guys that are drafted in the first and second round that are automatically relevant at running back. Oh, and receivers, running backs, quarterback is always the toss-up <laughs> because you can <laughs> miss like a motherfucker. You can get you a Mitchell Trubisky and not be happy right now. Tell me about it. Right. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean – at least my take on that, if you want the sure thing, sure bet, and of course, you know, anybody can go out there and get hurt or be a bust, but running backs are usually safer. Quarterbacks, you know what I mean? It's just a lot that goes into a quarterback position. I mean, you're talking about the whole franchise right there. That's the keys to the car. So it's just a lot of pressure. Some guys can handle it. Some guys can't. So um, yeah. going back to your point, Dot, you know, you said it's all about balance. Um, so, you know, a lot of guys draft off team need, but in the first round, I'm drafting off talent, at least the talent that I like, whether that's the QB or the running back or, the, or you know, wide receiver. So. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and tell you who is my favorite. If I had the one-on-one, like, I'm just locking this guy in. It, it, it's it's hard to do. So I'm just, right now, I just have to think off of, you know, I just told you all these guys can be superstars. Now I just got to put in perspective of the importance of the league. So quarterback is important. That's why I went to If you just put me in a standard league roster-wise, I'm going Taylor too, bro. But like I said, I wouldn't be mad if somebody went lamb with the one-on-one, man, in a standard draft because he's going to be a superstar too. So. Shout out to this draft, bro. It's some studs in here, man. So I'm excited, bro. We got our uh, we got our first um, draft kicking off. Slow draft Saturdays. Literally, as soon as the draft ends, starting that slow draft clock. So, um, all right, bro. Let's get into uh, the 105 through 108. Hopefully, my math is right there. So, who do you anticipate going between those positions? And I know I asked you at the beginning, or at least I put it out there. I envision three QBs four running backs, five wide receivers going in the first round. Do you have those same numbers um, if, know, on the fly? If, if you put me in a super flex, I have three quarterbacks. If you don't put me in a super flex, I probably got one. Okay. To be honest, because I feel like people are still at the point where they might be scared of Tua since we're just, some people are drafting early. I know he's been getting he's been getting news right now, but you know, some people are still nervous. Uh, Boro is pretty much locked in as a lot of guys' number one quarterback. He's probably, he's going to be the first quarterback drafted in the NFL. So, you know, that overhypes him too. But in a super flex league, man, for the years I've been in there, man, quarterbacks don't don't go like that that, that early. So, um, if you put me in a super flex, though, I'm pretty sure three go in the first round. Bro. All right. All right, bro. So let's pivot to the 105 through the 108. So if you had the 105, you know, what you doing with that in a perfect scenario? Uh, and you know. I, I guess my bad, my bad. And let's assume, of course, we just hit on some top guys. Let's assume they're gone. 
Um, of course, you know, it can be give or take. You just never know what happened in a draft. I mean, hell, Cam Akers could go number one. You just never know. But <laughs> let's let's just kind of talk through, just assuming some guys have already went off the board. Uh, uh, so I, I'm more of – I'm thinking that those receivers are going to be there at the, one, at the 105 and the 106 out of the guys I just named. I told you, there's six guys I wouldn't be mad if they went at the 101. So in Superflex, I kind of expect Burrow to go. Because, you know, after the season he just had, he's getting picked first in the draft. There's no way he doesn't go in the top six. You feel me? Yeah. Um, I feel like Tua is going to get drafted as a second quarterback. He, he might, he should be a top five, six pick in the NFL draft. Um, once people start realizing <laughs> what he did in Alabama when he was healthy, yeah, they're going to get right back on the board and be like, yeah, two was that nigga. And then, like I told you, the importance of shit, I do think Taylor and Swift are, you know, three and four, or, you know, it might just be Taylor and one of the receivers, but I, I think that those receivers go five and six where they like Judy or Lynn. So I, I, I would have two of Burrow, Taylor Swift, between that 101 and 104. When you get that 105, man, you can grab you a lamb who I just told you is a superstar. Okay. Um, if I had the 105, you know, I am going to be targeting a wide receiver. And for me, C.D. Lamb. But really, it's toss-up, man. Uh, whether, you know, you want Jerry Judy, C.D. Lamb. Um, if, if I'm in a last-minute, like, you know, dilemma, I may look at the system because I'll be honest, man, I have had thoughts like, man, if C.D. goes to the Niners, do I really want – you know, a guy that's tied to Jimmy G. Of course, I don't think Jimmy G is going to be there a long time. Mm. But or, or do I want a guy that's you know going to the Jets? I don't know. So we'll just have to see. But I, I know the oh Raiders. Gosh, don't speak one of them <laughs> niggas up to Adam Gates, bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> but I mean, at the end of the day, you do got to trust the talent. Um, Doc, you put me on that. I mean, look at what AJ Brown did. I mean, talent is talent, yeah. and that's a run-heavy offense. But AJ Brown was like, what? And he finished top ten, I think, or? Just outside yeah, okay. the top ten, and it took and it took him forever to finally get going playing with Marcus Scariota. Yeah, they ain't want to let him throw the ball. You see that name? I just came up with that on the fly. That's fire. Bro. Y'all like that? Have y'all heard that anywhere? Can we nope. run with it? They heard that shit here, bro. Dynasty Bros. FF. Marcus Scariota. They wouldn't let him throw the ball. Scared. Fuck it. It's making a run offense. But yeah, you're right though. AJ Brown took off this year in a, in a run heavy offense. So. so I mean, so based on that, man, it can be done. So maybe I just need to trust the talent. Um, so you know, I'm definitely going to reconsider. But um, I know, you know, for me, Jerry Judy's the better route runner. To me, he's the pro style wide receiver, ready to go, plug and play. Uh, but Lamb's the more, you know, if we have to say gifted, gifted, yeah, um, talented, you know. That's, he's that guy, so but you can't go wrong either way. So that's what I'm doing with the 105. Um, so I, I think we can, we you know, we both can agree 105, 106 as Judy or Lamb. So what are you doing with the 107, 108? And all right, so now that's where we get to the point where I never, you know, I, I never take my early, early shit into landing spots. That's how you get yourself fucked over. But once you start to get later in a draft and, like, there's no guy that you think is a superstar talent compared to the next guy. So now I think we're past the superstars. We're just the guys that are going to be solid NFL players in my eyes. We got some of those. I think that the tiebreaker is, you know, landing spot at that point. When you look at Clyde Edwards-Hilaire or Cam Akers, you know, I think those are – I guess Dobbins, man. What – 
Dobbins missing the combine, man. That made that took a hit, bro. Especially all the quarantine shit going on. He had no other way to show his talents no more. You gotta trust what he did at Ohio State, and that's it. But Cam Makers look good. Like I told you this year, I gave him a pass. So in my eyes, Cam Makers and Hilaire are the next two after that. And then you got Ruggs, and then you have Higgins to me after that. So out of those four, that leaves you 107, 108, 109, 111. Then a Herbert. It's 12. I think at that point, you got to just look at importance of the league. You know, if Herbert goes six to the Chargers with all the talent all the way around him, maybe you do want that guy at uh, number seven. It's hard to find starting quarterbacks on his rookie contract, so he's going to get to play for some years. You know, Ruggs goes somewhere, into a system, say he goes to Philly and plays that Deshaun Jackson role. You see what D-Jax did the first game of the season with everybody healthy. Uh, he gets that role with an established offense, nigga. That would be fire to get. You know, or Hilaire goes to a team that's going to use him as the, the multiple, you know, use back. He can be multi-purpose. He can catch out the backfield. So you just, you got to take into account. So... I don't know if you just asked me off pure talent, probably Higgins. <laughs> Higgins is that's your guy, man. And yeah. I, I like Higgins, but you, you kept convincing me to look more and more into Higgins. Big receiver, big bodied. He's NFL ready right now. So I'm excited about Higgins. He will probably be my next guy up. All right. I think I'm looking at uh these running backs. And actually I forgot there was five that could go. Um, I forgot Clyde, because uh, my four originally when I was counting, I was counting Dobbins, Akers, Taylor, and Swift, but Clyde and Larry could easily go in the first round, so that's five. Um, so with the seventh spot, I'm looking at one of these running backs, whether it's Dobbins or Akers. Um, I'm, I mean, really, you can't go wrong either way, really, to be honest with you. So I think the tiebreaker for me there is, uh, you know, landing spot, which guy's going to be the workhorse, because I'm always in win-now mode. So, you know, for me, that's always going to be my tiebreaker because I'm trying to win now. Um, if one of those guys land in a, land in a committee situation, um, is that really going to help me win now? Not to say it can't be done, but do I want a Chubb and Kareem Hunt situation? So give me the, give me the workhorse or the work, or the work ox. Um, so um, that's how I'm spending that. Um, and then let's, let's go ahead and transition, bro, to the back end of the draft. You know, the 109 through the 112. You know, I always say 112. To 112. That's just <laughs> Yeah, bro, but uh, – if you don't mind, I'm going to kick it off. So, with the 109, bro, I think that's a place where you could get you a Herbert, man. And we're going to go over, you know, some of these key spots where we think they're going to land and put our bets on these. Um, I know we did the prospects a while back, but I'm going to ask the listeners, man, do us a favor. We had a party file. You know, this is year one. We're figuring all this shit out. Now we know lesson learned. Let free agency shake out. Let all the trades shake out. Then let's talk landing spots because – at that time, who would have known DeAndre Hopkins is in Arizona? That just changes everything for Houston and Arizona. So uh, I think that, you know, we'll you know, revisit on this episode where we think these key guys will go first round. And then, of course, we had our guy Ron McLeese on a while back. We'll still honor those bets because we went over a bunch of wide receivers between those two episodes. So we'll honor that and then we'll honor the bets here. So how does that sound? Nah, that's cool, bro. You know, I'm with that shit. All right, man. So, yeah, that's why I'm spending the 109, man. I'm either looking at Herbert if I need a QB, and if I need a wide receiver, I'm looking at Higgins, bro. So, I think that's a guy that can fall to you at the 109. The guy was killing it since a true freshman at Clemson, man. So, I like it. Yeah, I, uh, I think that these receiver spots, the reason with that 107, I went Higgins, and probably 108 and 109 just depends on how I want to go. I'm going Herbert Ruggs. 
I told you the importance of running back. They get so thin that they just are naturally more important on your roster than receivers. But I don't know if Akers, Hilaire, or Dobbins are technically going to go in the first round. I'm close to 100% sure Higgins and Ruggs are going in the first round. So they're going to get that capital in the natural NFL draft. Herbert's going to be top 10-ish. 13-ish at the latest. You said, you said oh, damn, we don't got that pick anymore. I thought it'd be cool. Uh, but, uh, nah, but I, capital is always important, too. And if one of those guys fucks around and leaks to almost the third round, that's still high to take it as a regular investment. But comparing that to a first-round draft pick, I like that investment into that when I look in the capital. So that's why I went Ruggs, Herbert, you know, even though those running backs are probably more important to your roster with that 108 and 109. Yeah, and now let's get into the back end, the one, 110, 111, 112. So then that's where I'm targeting Justin Jefferson, Ruggs. Um, who else? I guess Clyde Allaire, if he's there. Um, if I'm lucky, you might be able to catch uh, Herbert. But I think really, man, we're going to be surprised with a lot of these drafts. I think you're going to see a lot of these QBs slide, man. Um, so don't be surprised if you see the Burrows and the Tua slide to 106, 107, or even the back end, because people want to jump on these skill players. A lot of these people, think about it, they've already reached for Lamar Jackson and Pat Mahomes and all these other guys. So they, they're trying to sew up their dynasty runs with these uh, skill players. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm always on the take the skill player train no matter what but uh I do think in that back end the way you get a, a fourth quarterback taken with that 112 is if something shakes with these skill players and nothing sexy happens if these a lot of these running backs don't fall to the second they fall to the third Jordan Love ends up being a top 15 pick which is possible then that's when you might in these super flex leagues fuck around and see Jordan Love going with the 112, man. Because like I said, the investment, the capital, you take them in that first round, they get that extra fifth year on a rookie deal. You need that, man, because it's a year-by-year playing dynasty. So you need that. Um, so I, I do like looking at the capital that these teams spend too. Okay. Um, let's talk who are some guys that could sneak potentially into the back end of the first round. I don't know if you got anybody that's you know, jumped off the board name wise. That Jordan Love was one. Okay. Uh, sneak into maybe, I don't know, maybe a, this is going to sound far fetched, but KJ Hamler, a guy that, you know, can dominate in the slot a little bit. Um, potentially could be drafted high just from his credentials and. You know, his speed, his numbers. Um, if a team wants to invest into a guy that specifically can play a role for them, everybody loves draft capital, bro. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Like, these guys that might be drafted just to play their role. If anybody makes an investment, man, that's that's what that's what I'm excited about seeing, bro. What about you? Yeah, a couple guys. I got two receivers that could probably sneak, you know, to the 10, 11, or 12 spot. Denzel Mims um, out of Baylor. You know, 6'3", ran a 4'3", so tall, athletic. Also, Brandon Ayuk. I actually said that right because I looked up the uh, pronunciation. I didn't look up his name. I figured I already looked like a dumbass enough on this episode, so let me look like I can read. 
True. Speaking of reading, man, I'm a, I started that uh, reading series a couple weeks ago. I am on chapter six, so I'm averaging five pages a day at that pace. <laughs> Got to catch up, man. But uh, Brandon Ayuk, so he's out of um, Arizona State, another wide receiver. I mean, that's a guy I'm targeting in the early second round, man. If I got a 201, 202, 203, it don't matter. Um, but that's a guy who can also sneak into the back end. So it's just preference. Um, and then my sleeper is uh, Jalen Hurts. That's my sleeper QB, man. That's your guy, man. You keep on speaking and you're riding out with it. Yeah, bro. I'm going to try my best not to make sure we have him with our 112 that we got. <laughs> yeah. So just kind of put things in perspective, man. So, of course, you know, in the real NFL draft, you got 32 teams drafting. You know, only a handful of these guys at best are going to go in the first round. So these are the guys, you know, let's say a guy falls at the 120 spot. You know, that could be a top four pick. You just never know because you still got linemen getting drafted. Um, still got defensive pass rushers getting drafted, DBs, all this good stuff, linebackers. So, um, you know, really when you look at the first round, any skilled player that goes in the first round or QB, that's a guy you want to invest in with, with your, you know, 101, 102 through 5, 106, what have you. Now, if a lot of these guys go in the first round, yeah, definitely go get them. First round pick. Usually your Friday draft day, day two, which is round two, round two and round three, that's where you get into the back end, you know, of the first round and also your early second round. So that's to kind of help you frame and keep things in perspective on when to target and hide these guys based on talent and also based on your preference. Yeah, once you start getting to these Saturday guys, then it's all just dark bros, man. It's like, don't be overly invested in them. Do your research of, you know, who was productive and who got targeted, who was important in their offense, because you got to pay attention to shit like that. But don't go jumping out the window over these day three guys. So yeah, so just to kind of, you know, recap it, first round, I'm, I'm drafting off talent slash preference. Um, for me, round two strategy is landing spots. Like, if I need a wide receiver, I'm going with the guy that falls into the best system. Give me the guy that's, you know, going to, um, I guess I'm trying to think, like the Jets, they need a, a number one wide receiver. So if a guy goes there, he's out there, or Brandon Ayuk goes there, hell yeah, I'm going to go get him. You know, that's what I have in case. But, don't go get him. But I like the talent. <laughs> also. I don't care what receiver goes to the Jets, bro. I'm, I don't give a fuck, bro. They could go get Devontae Adams right now. I ain't taking that nigga, bro. Hey, real shit. I've been hearing Justin Jefferson might end up in the, with the Jets. But we never know, man. We'll oh, see. Oh, my God. Gosh, I we'll feel see. so sorry if Justin Jefferson goes to the Jets. I'm already skeptical about his ass. And you're going to go throw that nigga with Adam Gase. He's going to ruin his career. He ain't going to be free until he's over with his rookie contract. That's what happens with everybody. All right, everybody. My bad, bro. I'm just having a moment. It's cool, bro. We're going to say Ron that. spoke that shit on the podcast, bro. Ron spoke that shit on the podcast, and it done rubbed me wrong every since, bro. Shout out to Ron, man. Hey, so question for you, bro. How high would you take a tight end in the draft? Like, we needed a tight end. Because this tight end draft class is loaded, too, bro. How high would you invest based on talent? He said third round. <laughs> man, it's it's so many skilled players in this draft that you don't have to invest in. Tight ends are probably easier to invest in after their rookie year full of doing nothing. Imagine all the guys who took Jay Sternberger in the third round last year and then he didn't do nothing. And now he's at, you do a startup draft, you're probably drafting some of the rookie tight ends this year over him. It's like, he didn't even get his shot yet. So like, 
tight ends depreciate depreciate so much after their first year especially if they don't get involvement especially if they don't do shit it's like like imagine how high uh what's up boy from the lions man oh Hawkinson, my god cj Hawkinson. yeah yeah Hawkinson, first tight end draft in the nfl he had that first week blew up everybody's like damn i can't even afford the nigga no more didn't do shit for the rest of the year go shoot your shot a guy like that he's he's worth way less than he was in the rookie draft last year so not that many tight ends come out and are really productive their freshman year i mean their rookie year it's okay it's, it's more rare than anything so you might as well invest your first two rounds in these skill players and then shoot your shot after especially with tight ends i definitely draft strictly on landing spot for tight ends so yeah. that's, that's all i do for tight ends but yeah, man, I'm at a point where it's, I'm waiting to the third round, bro, to be honest. I, I usually end up with a couple draft picks, meaning like, you know, first, a couple first, sometimes an early second, a lot of combinations. So I'm willing to invest, invest a late second round for a tight end. That's just if I have multiple picks. Um, and I'm going to put a guy on your guys' radar. Chase Claypool out of Notre Dame. He had the probably like the best draft in terms of like measurements numbers you know stats combine combine that's what i'm trying to say thanks bro so he had the best combine he's a wide receiver but he's basically built like megatron uh, so that's calvin johnson <laughs> a wide receiver for the lions but they're talking about moving him to tight end that's a guy you guys should target whether he does end up playing wide receiver or if they move him to tight end because we see the tight end position starting to evolve more they want to get more athletic a lot of wide receivers are coming into the league and being converted to tight ends this is a guy that runs, a, I think he ran a 4-4, like 4-4-2, the low side. So, you know, he's he's pushing 4-3, big athletic body, receiver skills. So that's a guy I don't mind taking a chance on late in the second round because he's not going to be there in the third. So. Message. So, yeah, man, tight ends, fuck them, bro. Fuck them until they start producing. All right. <laughs> Hey, bro, before we get into, you know, these bets, like, you know, who we're going to put down on paper since the draft about to start in two days, I do want to talk about people who draft out of spite, meaning, you know, we, we named guys here and, you know, I don't want someone to say, oh, Vic said Chase Claypool, let me go snipe him because Vic said it. I mean, truly do your own homework. If you really believe in a situation, do it. Don't draft out of spite because um, at the end of the day, you're probably in a 12-team league. Drafting out of spite means you only impacted one team. That leaves a... It leaves 10 other teams. So what are you going to do about the 10 other teams? So make sure, you know, your strategy is sound. You don't want to be that guy or gal that's drafting out of spite because you know certain people like certain people. And I know if I get them, I can make them come overpay because I'm telling you now, I'm not overpaying for shit. So it's just dead. So you can keep it. Just go get your guy, man. It's always more fun having your guy on your team instead of a guy that you snipe. It was so fun in that moment when he's sitting on your bench because you didn't really like him. And you didn't get no trade for him, <laughs> you gonna feel stupid longer than that person that you sniping for. Cause we move on to the next. Come so, on, man. Do what you do. Yeah. Hey Vic, yes, so sir. we don't so we don't go overboard and overkill. Why don't we just I just ask you a few guys, like or you just name some guys that you're happy about, so we do all of them. And then let me know like what would be the perfect landing spot for you in the draft that will make you be like Oh yeah, this is it for this nigga. He gonna take the fuck off. Okay. So let's start with your favorite running back, Jonathan Taylor. Give me one ideal spot. Try not to overlap them. Like 
Try to think about their skill set and then name a perfect spot for that guy. All right, we're putting our bets on these, right? Meaning, like, literally, we're going to revisit these. Hey, if Taylor didn't go here, of course, we're going to tally it up. I ain't saying we're taking a shot for each one, but whoever loses the – Yeah, talk your shit. All right, bro. I got Taylor going to the Dolphins, bro. Um, I know they got the most draft picks, so I think they could, you know, work that out. Of course, they're going to take a quarterback first in the draft, in my opinion. But I think that next skill position they're going to target is a running back. So, given they have so many draft picks – I think Taylor's going to be the first one off the board going to Miami. Um, reason why I got him going to Miami, just because, uh, you know, they got some nice receivers around them. I think they're still going to add to that. But, you know, they kind of lost their whole backfield. I know they brought in Jordan Howard. So, Jordan Howard, he catches a little bit out of the backfield. So, I think I think uh, Taylor can, you know, be that guy. He, he, can be that, he can be that workhorse. He can be that workhorse or that work ox that I mentioned earlier. So, I don't know how invested they are going to be in Jordan Howard. I know we talked about him in Philly, but I don't know. I, I think off off the top, I got Taylor going to Miami. So I'm going to plant my flag there, man, see how that works out for me. Uh, I'm in a place where I want to name, like, where I want these guys to go, even if I don't think it's what's going to happen. Because this is ideally what I want to happen to Jonathan Taylor. I want him to go play in Tennessee for a year. And I know he's going to struggle to be that number one back his rookie year. But I feel like getting acclimated to that offense and figuring it out, learning these guys, playing behind a Derrick Henry, see his style of play. I think they're kind of similar. And they just put uh, Derrick Henry on that franchise tag. I think that would be good. I think going into his second year, he would be able to take the fuck off. And then that would give him a year of kind of like learning the game, learning the speed, even though he probably don't even need it. But then also giving his legs a break, you know, letting him still play in games. But like giving him that break that Wisconsin didn't give him. And everybody's so worried about his workload over the past three years. I think that would just be good for his longevity, bro, in his career. They can run Derrick Henry into the ground for the most part you know, still have their chance to compete. And then Jonathan Taylor, you know, somewhere near half of the season, start cutting in more and more into them touches. And then going into next year, I think they have a surefire running back one, bro, in a system that wants to run the ball a lot. So that's what I want to see happen. I think that would be fire. All right, who's the next guy you got you want to throw out? Uh, Well, let's just go position, position. So I'll just stay with the running back. And and I'll talk Swift because, you know, that's – that's my guy a little bit more. And I actually think I, I I still think Swift is going to go to Miami. And the only reason I didn't throw Taylor there is because bringing in Jordan Howard, I don't think Jordan Howard can catch like that. He can catch, but he can't catch that good. Every team he's been in, he's never was able to be the, 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 the running back that catches out the backfield. They always had a guy that does that. And I don't think Taylor can do that to what the NFL would want to transition him into. Uh, at least right now, not at the moment. But I think Swift can be that guy. I think Swift can come in. He can run. He, he's an all-down back his damn self right now. But I think that if they brought him in, they can put him in on third downs just, just in case they do want to play Jordan Howard, who I think is a professional. As much as I don't like him, he's a professional player. So I think teams are always going to like that. That's why he got so much run last year in Philly before he got hurt. But uh, I think they bring in a guy with a little bit different skill set like Swift. 
to put with uh, Jordan. So, okay. Uh, for me, Swift, I'm man. I got two guys going to this spot, so I gotta plant my flag, man. Man, I want to pivot, bro, if you don't mind, to another running back, because I don't think I don't, I don't want to put Swift here. I want to think a little bit more on Swift since we put shots on these. Okay. Clyde Edwards, I got him going to Tampa Bay, bro. Um, given they got, they probably, did they get rid of Peyton Barber? I think they did. Yup, Peyton okay. Barber plays for the the Skins. The Skins, shout out to the Skins. So, uh, of course, they still got Ronald Jones, Rojo, but I think Clyde Edwards adds another dynamic to that, you know, rushing game. And of course, Tom Brady, as we all know, loves to run to the running backs, what he did with James White. I think Clyde Edwards is the perfect guy to put there next to him. And then also that just gives, you know, um, the Bucks some time to work that committee. And then if they want to move on from Rojo at some point, then they can. So I'm a pivot. I almost put Swift there, but um, I think I'm gonna go Clyde Edwards, bro. That's who I have going to the Buccaneers. So we don't even got to talk about that. He can catch out the backfield, look smooth doing it. And I just told you, they're going to have to work around Tom Brady's strengths. And he has always had a James White to bail him out. And I think uh, Clyde can be that. So that's that. Damn, man. I wanted more time to think, man. So since I'm back up, I think I'm going to go ahead and send. I really don't want to do this, but I don't have a choice. Man. Swift, I'm sending them to the AFC West, bro, but I'm between two teams. I'm between the Chargers and the Chiefs. I think I'm going to go Chiefs, bro. I'm going to go Chiefs. Um, I know they just brought in Darwin Thompson. Um, I know they still got Damian Williams, and they also brought in uh, DeAndre Washington. Or is it Dwayne Washington? I got his name messed up. Nah, it's DeAndre. Okay. I I called him Dwayne last time. There's so many names, man, so I apologize. Man, now that I just mentioned all those guys, I don't know if I want to plant my flag there. I got a real ass question now. Yeah. If if you if Swift goes to Kansas City, there's no way you don't pick him. He is the number one running back at that point if he goes to Kansas City, bro. Off the board. In in all rookie drafts. If that nigga goes and plays with Pat Mahomes in that offense, I don't care where Jonathan Taylor go. Unless Jonathan Taylor goes to the Ravens and becomes their number one. There's no other spot where you could take Taylor over Swift if he ends up a healthy, talented receiver with Pat Mahomes. Yeah. I mean, running back, he he's definitely the number one running back in uh, dynasty drafts, rookie drafts. I think I'm going uh, to plant my flag there. Another team did come to mind that we can watch. I'm sure this team's going to get a running back too at some point, but the Lions may pick up a running back, but I don't think they're going to invest in Swift because then at that point, they're you know, bumping out carry on. I don't think carry on is a, a true workhorse, man. I think he does need to be in a community situation. I think he could thrive in a committee, but hell, even my coach could use a running back too, man, but they're not going to get swift. So, Cal Makers going to go take carry on spot. All right, man, we covered three running backs, man. Any more before we move on to the next position? I mean, let's just move on because, you know, we got to we gotta move on for time purposes. Yep, I'm with it. All right, so let's, let's do. Do we even really need to touch on quarterbacks like that? We pretty much know Burrow's going to Cincy, right? You agree? Yeah, I got Burrow going to Cincy. That's pretty much set in stone. Do do we have the Tua Miami Herbert Chargers thing, or do you have something different? I got Herbert going to Miami, um, and I got Tua going to San Diego or L.A. L.A. Chargers. So you got Herbert going before Tua? 
Yeah, I do. Damn. Oh, that's breaking news to a real nigga. Yeah. Let me tell you why I like Herbert in Miami, man. For one, the AFC East is tough. Um, Herbert, he's a big quarterback, 6'6", you know, 230, 240, big body, runs a 4'4", or is it a 4'6"? Either it don't matter. It's fast as fuck for a QB. Um, I think Herbert adds an extra element to that Miami offense. Uh, you already got Preston Williams, Devontae Parker. Hopefully you get Taylor. Even if you don't get Taylor, you got Swift. Don't don't matter. Any one of those running backs. And with Jordan Howard, you can just do so much, man. At that point, that offense is dynamic. Um, from passing, throwing, um, you know, RPO, which is run pass option with the QB. He can handle all that. And when you're playing a guy like Bill Belichick in New England twice a year and Buffalo Bills play tough defense, um, if you're in a league where you need a defense, that's a tough defense you can pick up late, draft last. Um, and then even the Jets, bro. So I think for them to, you know, kind of open up and compete, why not get a guy that's dynamic like Herbert, smart, you know. Um, so, yeah. Versus wouldn't, wouldn't you just draft a better quarterback though? I like Herbert there though. That's that's why I'm planting my flag, bro. Uh, t- I'm I'm about I I bet we ain't got bet. I put two shots up that he don't Ooh. go in the draft before two, and you only got bet me back. I just put them two shots on the table at two going before her. I don't see no way in oh, life that oh Herbert goes before two. They going, they go some, some funny gonna have to happen. Nah, we ain't got no problem, Avo. Could be an asshole. Hey, let me tell you uh, what's funny that could happen. Let me tell you. What you heard of a guy named Daniel Jones? That was funny when he went before everybody. Um, you heard of Mr. Risky? That was funny when he went before Deshaun and Pat Mahomes. So we'll see. Oh man. But the the Daniel Jones thing was kind of talked about before that happened. Just nobody believed that was going to happen. I ain't heard nobody say Herbert going before it too. Okay. We can move on. We ain't here. We'll see. I got the moonshine on deck. Yeah, hey, I'm, yeah I'm going I'm going to Miami. Okay. And I'm, I don't think I want to plant my flag to say Herbert going to be the third quarterback. Who's going to be the third? I've been seeing a lot of Jordan Love talk. Uh, I've been, and I've been seeing, uh, I've been hearing Patriots are positioning themselves to move up for Jordan Love. Okay. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. That Rob Gronkowski trade gave them some more assets though to move around. But uh, nah, I, I I got two of going to Miami. Um, I think he's actually the most talented quarterback in this draft. I think if he didn't get hurt, Borough would be the number two quarterback coming out this year. Uh, so that's where I'm playing my flag, Miami Tua. So we just got them yeah. flip flop. And I don't want I don't want the listeners to get confused. We're not saying who we would take, you know, in these spots. This is real NFL draft, so that's what we're pivoting to. We'll close out this segment with saying, "Hey, Dot, if you can only have one QB, who you taking? One RB, one running back, one tight end. We'll do that. One wide receiver." Um, any receivers, bro? Let's hit on a couple of wide receivers, bro, before we close this out. Um, Tell me where Judy's going. Jerry Judy? <laughs> Man, I got two you spots. Go first? Yeah, if you don't mind. Plant your flag on one. I got two spots. I'm going to name the two spots, but I'm going to pick one. L.A. Raiders is one. 
or Las Vegas. My bad. L.A. Raiders is my hat. Las Vegas Raiders, <laughs> and then um, or Denver Broncos. So I'm going to plant my flag on. Man, I'm trying to think like John Gruden, bro. I think John Gruden's old school. He wants to plug and play. He wants to throw that in college. He loved Amari Cooper. Um, I think he loves those Alabama wide receivers. So I'm gonna go Jerry Judy to the Raiders, man. Yeah, we we'll both be taking the shot if he don't go there because that's where I got him going. Okay, bet. Just wondering before I draft. So, uh, I I spoke this earlier that I could see Philly taking rugs and. I think that might happen. Okay. But if I had to plant my flag on what team I think is taking them, I think it's Denver. Rugs to Denver? Yeah. I can see that, bro. Maybe they want their own little Tyreek. Maybe they're tired of Tyreek running around AFC West. So, hey, you know, get them a taste of their own medicine. I think they want to help out <laughs> Drew Locke, bro much as they can right now. And you know, the defense is pretty much always solid. So I ain't like they got to do a gang of shit on defense either. So I can see Ruggs fucking with it. Um, trying to think where I have Ruggs going. Man, I can see, uh, man, let me come back to Ruggs. I wasn't ready for that one. I'm not going to even flex. Let me go to uh, CD Lamb. I'm between the Niners and um, Denver. So I'm going to plant my flag on the Niners just because they got rid of, uh I forgot his fucking name. Sanders. Yeah, Emmanuel. yeah, Emmanuel Sanders. So I'm going to plant my flag for Lamb going there. Um, you could, I mean, you saw how they use those wide receivers, whether it's reverses, you know, uh, reverse pass, throwing the ball downfield. So anything you can do to make Jimmy Graham look better, give him some weapons alongside Kittle and all those guys. Um, they can spend a high draft pick. They just got the um, the said Jimmy Graham. Tom, I said he switched my positions. Bad. I know it. <laughs> Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm a fuck up names. My bad. But uh, <laughs> given um, you know they uh, got rid of Emmanuel Sanders, they just acquired the 113 from my coats since we took on Buckner, that D lineman. So they can invest. I think they can invest in that skill player. Um, you know, early. So, Lamb will be there at the 113. So, I think the Niners make sense. As as unexcited as I am about it, I think we spoke about them being able to take a receiver. When we when we had Ron on, I was like, talk, a team that doesn't need a lot of shit because they were just in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, their defense is still stacked for the most part. They can just work on their offense. They have 50 million running backs. I don't see that happening. Why wouldn't you invest in CD Lamb, bro? Clear stud, can do everything you want to. Everything you wanted out of Emmanuel Sanders, he can do plus more. So, yeah, bro, it just makes sense, man. And they like dynamic guys that will be able to catch some, some digs. Like, if you want to run these quick slants, you know, He's so dynamic that you can run out the backfield. You know, put him on the other side of Debo, man. Fucking anybody on the field can do anything at any given moment. And that's how Shanahan wants to run his offense. So that makes sense. All right, I'm going to pivot back to Ruggs. I'm going to put him in Denver, too. Um, I know that's the easy way out, but they already got big body Cortland. They already got rid of Emmanuel Sanders, who's kind of a small, shifty guy. So, again, it just, uh, you know, I definitely like it. So I'm going to throw another guy out there, Justin Jefferson, man. So let's close that out. Um, the Jets, bro. I mean, that's a team that needs a playmaker, man. I know they brought in uh, Rashad Perriman. 
But, um, I mean, he did show he can handle the number one workload when Mike Evans and Goblin went down last year with the Bucks. But um, get him some help. Um, Jefferson plays in the slot. Of course, Perryman can do that too, but he's really a field stretcher. So, um, you know, I got Justin Jefferson going to the Jets. I am not going to be excited, but if I had to put one of these receivers there, I hope it's Jefferson because he's my least favorite out of all the top guys that we're talking about. <laughs> that shit, that's honest, bro. Yeah, out of all the top guys we're talking, he's my least favorite. So, All right, right, man. We're going to skip these tight ends, bro, just because anything happens. Sure, <laughs> but, sure. uh, all right, let's close this out, man. So if you can take one QB, one running back, one wide receiver, one tight end, who are you taking in the draft, bro, in your fantasy draft? Give me Tua. Give me Taylor. Give me Judy. I got to pick the tight end. Yeah, you don't have to, though. Pick but... Give me Pickney, Jared Pickney. All right, I'm Only because a... I just drafted him in uh, my auction league. So I gotta I gotta speak that into existence. All right, I'm gonna start with the tight ends, work my way up to the QB. So tight end, give me Cole Komet out of uh, Notre Dame. Um, my wide receiver is going to be CD Lamb. I'm just I, I recently just got real excited about him. Um, I was a Judy guy, but I recently just pivoted you know, to Lamb. So give me Lamb. My running back's gonna be Taylor, and my QB is, is also Tua. That nigga. Yeah, bro, and he's proven, bro. Give me love, because I think y'all said he's tall and fast. <laughs> Give me Judy, because I know his name. And uh, we're going to go with Taylor, because I know he went to Wisconsin. So I'm just going off of my knowledge. Going yeah. off of my knowledge. <laughs> I fuck with that. Hey, but for me, too, was battle-tested, too, man. Hell, he he got Jalen Hurts up out of there. He sent his ass to Oklahoma, who's a, who was a Heisman winner, so... Give me the guy that's been doing it year in, year out. So this one outlier season with Burrow, I'm a little skeptical. And not to say you can't get it done. Yeah, man, I'm excited about Tua. All right, so look, you know what I'm more excited about? What's up? Motherfucking scout report this week. You know, this segment is my shit. And we got a special one, man, from our brother, too. Hey, we was just on this Zoom shit with all the homies the other day, man. I told y'all we need to do this a couple times a month at least, so... I'm excited about that. I got a text from the homie. He was like, hey, congrats, bro. Hope life is good. Hope the fam is well. We're going to new track. I said that we quarantining. Just still putting out music, man. So I'm excited about that. He actually put a new track out called That Life, man. That's my brother. He's been my favorite rapper for years. Uh, I used to try to make sure that I could rap as good as him back in the day. We used to go studio, <laughs> studio land tracks down. Uh, you can check his check out his bandcamp man that's where his music is alfrednomad.bandcamp.com you can get on there buy his whole you can buy digital tracks one by one you can buy his whole discography on there damn I almost did a Vic but you can uh, <laughs> but nah man get on there man and support man uh, got the Patreon going you put some money down get everything exclusive so support my motherfucking brother Alfred Nomad go check his music out on Spotify you know, anything Apple Music, you know, title, check everything out. You can probably check me out on there, you know what I'm saying? You know, sucks, but, but this new track is called That Life, man. So I hope y'all like it as much as I like it. I hope y'all love it, because I love it. So That's real. Was that a bomb? Gotta drop a bomb on me. It's hard, man. You know AJ got bars. AJ do got bars, so. <laughs> 
That's that, man. So, what's good over there, Dynasty Pro Vic? You playing the track, we're going to come back to it. We're going to come back to it. Oh, I was coming back to it. Oh, my bad. Okay, I fucked that up, but we're going to leave the shit in. So. Behind the scenes, surprise with the Tiger King. Don't get bit by the Tiger. We ain't got insurance. That's on yeah, you. Man, so. Ain't about that. Nah, ain't about that. Nah, la 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 la. Yeah, yeah. I gotta keep my mind open. Feel like I'm chosen. Kicking these doors in, Jill Scott told him No plaque, but I'm living my life My life like it's golden, still feel special Even if I walk in the room and nobody knows him Y'all too extra Even in a pick for the gram, your man is not posing Feel like a man in my city uh, Feel like my wifey way too damn pretty perfect I'm a fan of your kitty No dance moves, but girl, we can still get jiggy Big Willie style with your real pretty smile You can still get turned like a dab Can tell a girl bad how the kid put it down Like you got a bad kid, put it down Smiling victory, forget his we don't constipate, that ain't shit to me Let's just consummate, make this memory Long after I'm gone, you'll still picture me Not trying to make you believe God gave me everything I need All I had to do was believe that I could just be Yeah, I be me Cause there's too many thugs, too many goons Too many egos trying to fit in one room Niggas turn to real life cartoons <laughs> You just gotta stay tuned Till you get caught up, your past gets brought up We can all see this was a character you thought up <laughs> Probably should have been a comma nigga, you know you ain't about that lie Like you to the tip with a crew that spits Head on to my dream with a two-hand grip You ain't touching shit like a two-inch dick, little bitch I be like, hold up, why you walk around here all damn night with your chest all swollen up Head on swivel like somebody about to roll up Come on, dog. You walk around like this is New Jack City I walk around like I'm blessed and I got the devil beat like pads and the keys on the midi <laughs> Man, I know that boy shitty Smiling victory, forget history We don't constipate, that ain't shit to me Let's just orchestrate and make history Long after I'm gone, you're still hearing me On the gram, now she everybody type Niggas used to fight, now everybody type Caught up in the hype, talking about it's on site Come on, dog. you ain't about that life Good man. I mean, it, you know, it was, we was a little bit all over the place, but it's all good. A lot of shit happened. Um, we excited for the draft. The draft is finally here. Of course, we excited to get back to these up and coming versus battles that's gonna keep happening. Hopefully, uh, Dina Howard keep putting out more shit. 
Um, hopefully, uh, Jordan can keep doing his thing. And uh, hopefully, we can tell y'all how some of our drafts kicked off and went. So, coming back next year. Make sure you make sure you follow, subscribe, be link with us because we're going to be in all these other hangouts too. I don't know if they're available for everybody, but if they are, Come peep us out tomorrow on Black and White's podcast. We'll be in, in their hangout. Thursday, we'll be with a lot of the other podcast families, Dynasty Happy Hour, jumping into their shit. Uh, we doing our own thing Friday. Come hang out with the Dynasty Bros, 6.30. We open up, ask questions. Ask me what I put in my beard to get this motherfucker dripping like this, all that. And uh, just make sure you follow us, man, and stay tuned to the YouTube and all that. We keep growing. We're keeping you better. We want to thank y'all for that. DJ Avo, say some good to the people. Hey, man, everybody stay up, stay healthy, keep washing your hands. If everything opens back up, I think everybody should stay inside for another two weeks. Um, (laughs) So y'all just be smart about what you're doing out here. Be intelligent, make smart moves. And I hit a drop on myself. Big say so good to the people. Uh, two things um, on DJ's Avo's point. I know a couple states are opening up um, their economies. Um, I like to think practically. I'm a practical guy. A lot of people think I'm smart. Really, I just keep shit simple. Look at what the rest of the world is doing. Um, usually, the rest of the world handles things like this better than us in terms of crisis. Um, so we still got China and um, Italy still in lockdown, and they've been having this shit for the past year. And we haven't had this for a year yet. I mean, that, that kind of tells me what we should be doing. But I also see the other side of that. I mean, you can't hide from it forever. So I get why some people may push forward. So to DJ Avo's point, you know, if they open it up on May 1st, I'm still taking precautions until May 31st. So I'm putting extra 30 days on it. Um, I'm a guy that, you know, lead with common sense and lean on faith. So common sense and faith can coexist. So, you know, I'm going to take precautions with common sense. And, you know, if it comes my way, I'm going to call on the good Lord and lean on faith. So that's what it is for me. I need an amen drop. Stay prayed up. (laughs) Stay prayed up. Stay safe. Wash your hands. You know, hey, be, I don't know, man. Just protect everybody, man, so we can all make sure we good. One more thing. Oh, go ahead, Dad. I'm sorry. No, this guy was about to say, you know, it's keeping it short and sweet. I just want to tell everybody, if you don't know this, I just found this information out literally yesterday. Look up the Spanish flu. If you want to know how to move and be safe out here in these streets, look up the Spanish flu. If you don't know this, I'll give you the short synopsis. Basically, the first part of the Spanish flu hit after World War One, or maybe World War Two. One of them. But then everybody went outside and the second wave hit. The second wave is what killed all the people. Not the first wave. The second wave. Because they were quarantining back then. So I just want everybody to be smart and just, you know, think. That's all. Just think. Do some research. Yep. History repeats itself, man. So my ass going to be inside on these draft <laughs> parties, hanging out on this Call of Duty. So I'm out the way, man. So. All right. Hey, thank you for bearing with us with this long ass episode, man. It was long, man, but it was good, though. It was good. I, I, I have to have my energy drink the whole time. That's what's up. So I'm about to get the fuck up out of here. We need to for they fuck around, cut us off again. I think they flirting <laughs> with it too much. That's why they cut us off the first time. Big, big having the Tiger King on. I think the people looking up looking up his webcam video, I don't think they fucking with it. But it's all right, <laughs> I might watch a little bit of it, bro. Since you keep on talking about it. Man. If you started, it's gonna lock you in, man. It's gonna lock you in. Yeah. <laughs> All right, hey, man. I'm free to King, bro. 
Y'all my motherfucking niggas, man. Free to go. Free to go. Free to king. He ain't do it. In yeah, the words of my nigga Vic. He ain't do that <laughs> shit. Hey, man. Yeah, man. We out of here, man. I'll save it for next week. We'll be back. Watch this, watch this, y'all. Wait, wait, wait. Watch this, watch this. <laughs> What's that us? I don't even know what that That's a TikTok. That's a TikTok. <laughs> TikTok right there. That's all I know. I don't know nothing else. I'm too old. But all right, man. TikTok. We getting out of here. Thanks for listening. We'll be back at it. Dominate your lead. Dominate your bro style. Dominate your life. Dominate your bro style. We'll be back. We out. Oh, yeah.